Hello everyone, my name is Rochelle Innocent and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. Our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that focus on four themes. Autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships. Our different social media platforms provide us with an opportunity to have discussions on all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures in order for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth-focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. We recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, that also translates as recreating and co-creating environments, both socially and politically, that enable our children to thrive. For those of you who are particularly keen on the topic, we do write thought pieces every other Sunday. We have one scheduled to drop this upcoming Sunday. So definitely be sure to check that out once you're done watching this segment. In other news, for those of you who are on the go and out and about, we are available on six different podcast platforms. So definitely be sure to take us with you and engage with us while you're on the go. Now, as is the convention, definitely be sure to subscribe, hit that post notification bell so that you are aware of every time you post. And of course, if you like these conversations and you want to keep them going, like, comment and share this segment. Let's get into it. Hello, hello everyone, and welcome back to another segment here on Project Purpose. For those of you who are new, we cover topics that relate to mental health, mental wellness, and education on a week-by-week -week basis. And this week, our topic of discussion is education. And what a timely opportunity to have a discussion on education as parents are gearing up for back to school and getting their children amped up for the next school year. And I figured this is the perfect time to have a discussion on how to reinforce confidence in our learners. So in this video, I would like to provide you with five tips that will enable you to build confidence in your children as learners and help them to reinforce their sense of ability in their capacity to learn in any setting. So let's just jump right into the video and I'll start with my first tip for you parents and educators out there to help ensure that your children are cultivating and building confidence as learners. And the first tip is fairly intuitive and that's start with what they know. So it's very important that in a learning setting where we feel out of our element and when we can really get a sense of, of what we don't know, that can be a very anxiety inducing feeling to feel like, you know, I really don't know what to hold on to or what to anchor on to help myself navigate this new setting. So it's important to start with what they know, to remind them of the foundation that they have and build an inference between what it is that they know and how what they know is going to help them accumulate new information. So it's very important that we take the time to reestablish their foundation, reinforce that they know enough that will enable them to learn this new information, even if there isn't a direct 
direct parallel between what they know and what it is that they're learning, there's always some foundation that we can draw on in order to reestablish to them as learners that they've learned something similar or they've learned something that will give them the foundation to learn something new and something different. And the best way to do this is to provide concrete examples. Give them examples of when they felt like they were out of the element and then they learned something new. Reinforce their confidence by giving them examples of when they've overcome this fear and this anxiety in the past. And also that reinforces their capacity to learn and their capacity to take in new information. Sometimes all we need is a good nudge. Definitely opportunities that demonstrate that it is possible, it was possible back then, it's definitely so possible now. And of course, reiterate. Reiterate this as often as possible as they course through different environments where they're outside of their comfort zone because no one likes to feel like a novice. And we forget that as children with each grade, you start off feeling like a little bit of a novice if you don't really know what it is to do and how to navigate the scenario around you. And it's important that we normalize that every new beginning starts with that sense of, I'm not being sure of how you're going to navigate that new setting, but we can always reinforce that, you know what, that's just the beginning. You've been here before, you've gotten through this before, you'll get through this again. And the best way to do that uh, by way of this first tip is to definitely start with what they know. Now, the second tip of the day is encouragement. And encouragement is so important because I know like when it is the case that a child is learning or that you're supporting someone who's in a constant state of learning, it can be very exasperating to answer questions. If the questions are nonstop, they're a constant stream. But that shows engagement, that shows that they're curious, that shows that they're interested in the topic that they're learning. So it's very important that we stay and maintain sort of a stature of encouragement. We're there to encourage them, to encourage their curiosity, to, enc to encourage that intellectual sort of progress as it's growing and developing. And there's different ways that we can do that. One area where encouragement is definitely necessary is the chaos before clarity. So this is often the confusion, like the cloud, of, uh, of not really knowing what to take from what I know to apply it to this new information. And I like to call this the process of chaos to clarity. And it's very important that when a child is confused and it really isn't sure what it is that they know and how to apply that to this new information that we encourage. Encouragement will help lessen the anxiety and the less they feel anxious, the more they can focus and concentrate on the task at hand. And oftentimes it's not that a child's trying to frustrate you or trying to press your buttons, it's just that they're too anxious about the fact that they're a novice in this new setting. And that emotion is clouding their ability to tackle the problem effectively. So encouragement is the best solution if you find that a child is bridging the gap between chaos to clarity. And this also coincides with no embarrassment. So we're not going to engage in humiliation, shaming, or embarrassment tactics when a child is bridging the gap between chaos to clarity because they already feel the, the lack of tools. So typically when we're trying to build a bridge between you know not knowing something and learning that new information, we're very aware of the tools that we don't have. And we're aware of the fact that that's the reason why we're having a hard time getting a sense of what's going on. So it's important that we protect that space. It's a, it's a space of vulnerability in, in the learning cycle. 
and that we don't subject the child to embarrassment as they're figuring out what tools they need to add to their toolkit because they have a really strong sense of what tools are missing. So no embarrassment is really important here. We need to protect this space and honor sort of this journey that they're taking between you know chaos to clarity. It's very important to encourage questions. Sometimes when a child is feeling really flustered and really overwhelmed, they shut down. So you don't get any questions. They don't try to navigate their way to understanding because they're too embarrassed or they're too filled with anxiety to start the process to help them bridge that gap. So it's very important that we encourage the questions that they ask, that we treat every question with importance. I mean, we treat every question as a question that will help them kind of get back on track. And we honor the questions that they, that, that they ask. And more importantly, it's important that we also ask them questions. So as we see that they're starting to get a better understanding of what's going on, we ask them questions to make sure we do those checks and balances to ensure that they're understanding it completely and holistically. And this is a deeper degree of understanding that you're going to gather because as you ask questions, you help them think about the subject 360, you help them rotate that content in their minds and apply it to different contexts and scenarios and situations. But all of this happens in a learning environment where we're really very conscientious of the anxiety that comes with being a novice, the anxiety that comes with not knowing and being very aware of the tools that we lack in order to be able to have a certain degree of flexibility and agility with new information and treating that with the appropriate respect so that they're not so worried about how they look while they're learning and they're more focused on the learning in and of itself. So very important to, to, to encourage questions, to ask them questions because learning is a two-way street. So contrary to what is the standard in our current modern education system where children are sort of just supposed to take information in as sponges, Learning is best navigated as interaction, where both parties are interacting from where they are in that conversation on that subject matter. So whether you're a subject matter expert or whether you're completely new, conversations are always going to boost the ability to, to integrate the information into your current knowledge set and also to apply that information to different contexts and scenarios as you think your way through all the different ways that this information applies and is part of a broader conversation. So my third tip by way of instilling confidence in your, in your little learners is to let them do it on their own. And sometimes it's painstaking. And the one thing um, about our current education system is we think everything is time sensitive and a lot of learning especially different topics given the fact that we all have different learning styles it requires time um, and sometimes we feel like we don't have the time that it is that that is needed to learn information but it's important that we make the time so where learning requires a little bit more time for your little learner than maybe for other learners then it's important that we give them more time to really interact and to play with that information while they figure out uh, different ways to sort of build that learning schema by, by way of that information in and of itself. And it's important that we give them the time to do it. So when someone is learning, it's really unfair, especially during those primary fun, you know, foundational years, to apply a time pressure to it because it's new. And a lot of the information, especially in those fundamental years, the foundational years, it's very new, it's net new. So it's better to take your time to learn it accurately and thoroughly because that information, so much more information is going to be built on it. So take more time. And typically children navigate in a way that coincides with their learning ability and agility. And for some children, it's going to be on side with the amount of time that you feel is required. And for other children, it'll take a little bit more time. But if you let them do it on their own, 
they will take the time that they need actually to really ingest that information, to really absorb that information, to then apply it in different contexts and allow it to be a very strong foundation for the information that's going to be built on top of it. Number four in um, our little tips and tricks to enable your children to be a confident learner is to let them say it in their own words. A lot of the times we think that repetition and regurgitation is uh, if someone can repeat what you said or can regurgitate verbatim exactly what it is that the lesson spoke to, then that means that they've learned it. But again, rote memorization isn't necessarily an indicator of learning something. And learning something is about being able to apply it in different settings, think critically about that information, have it change the way that you sort of look at the world around you. It's not just rote memorization for the purposes of passing an exam. So it's important that you recognize that your child can relay that information back to you in their own words, demonstrating that they truly do understand that information and they can provide alternate examples and alternate scenarios from which that information in and of itself applies. And again, all of this takes time, but it's time well spent because it reinforces that they have that strong foundation that they're going to need because information stacks on top of information. It's, it's very important that we ensure that they don't have, you know, only a partial sense of what's going on. Um, and then we're building information on top of that and that can avalanche very quickly. So it's very important that you give your child the time once they learn the information, once they've indicated and shown that they've understood the information, that they can relay that information in their own words. And, and for this part, we're going to do a deeper dive on this. So our video number two is going to be on teach backs, which are very integral to learning and very important to demonstrate their uh, dexterity with the new information, their agility with the new information. And I think teach backs should be part of every learning environment. But we're going to talk more about teach backs and in our own words in video number two this week. So definitely stay tuned for that. And the fifth big tip to ensure that we instill confidence in our learners is that we do not underestimate the power of play. Children learn best while they're playing. Children enact life scenarios and they role play roles that they're learning and sort of adapting to based on the way that they, based on their observations on the day to day in the way that they play. So it's important that we incorporate the things that they learn in the way that we play with our children as well, and that we encourage them to play the things that they've learned in school, especially given the fact that it doesn't feel like learning, but it's reinforcing learning and it's allowing them to kind of develop that flexibility and agility with that new information. So it's important that we encourage play and that we do not underestimate the power of play. Playing is how children learn. Playing is very fundamental to development for children. Um, and it's important that we give them opportunities to role play, to play everything out. And this is children of all ages, right? So I'm not just talking about very small children. Play, though it trans though it evolves as, as they grow up. So the way someone plays between four to eight is different from how someone plays between nine to 13, very different from how someone plays between 14, three to 17. It is all still very much reinforcing the themes and the, the different elements that they're learning throughout their day and in their lives and incorporating themselves as actors within their own lives. So we need to definitely make sure that, that we anchor on play as we think about the ways that we support our children in cultivating a healthy relationship with learning and helping them to be confident learners 
helping them be confident in the way that they learn and absorb information, regardless of how much time that takes and not put that pressure on them unnecessarily. So those were the five tips. I really hope that you enjoyed them. I hope you see some value in the tips that I've provided. And I do hope that you incorporate these tips as you think about the way that you want to navigate and kick off the new school year. You know, we always want to kick off new beginnings with, you know, a fresh new start. So we think about the school supplies and the back to school clothing and all of the different rituals that come with going back to school. Let's also think about the, the different mindsets that we take on and the different values and beliefs that we impart to our children as they navigate this new school year. So thank you so much for listening to me. I always love our conversations. If you have different tips and tricks to help ensure that your children are, are building confidence in their learning style and that we're protecting the way that they learn in any environment that they're learning, definitely feel free to engage this video, leave a like, comment, share this video. And if, and if you've reached up to this point, definitely make sure to subscribe. I'll be giving many more tips and tricks by way of helping to ensure that your children are autonomous learners and how to reinforce and build a strong and healthy relationship with learning. Learning, I believe, is a lifelong endeavor. In any case, that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, we'll see you soon. <laughs> I just feel like the world's into me. Into me.